From the Lucha Podcast Network, this is the Mass Startup Podcast. The Mass Startup Podcast profiles the most talented creators, impactful entrepreneurs, and high-performing professionals with the purpose to drive insights, learnings, and tactics to help you build the things that you believe in. I'm Dan Southwood-Wells. I'm one of the, the co-founders of the Eskimo School our company name is actually called Well 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 Investments, which is a play on the surname. And there are two of us doing this, doing S1 Push for South Africa. This Haman Meritz and Dan Wells. What was the problem you guys were trying to solve by building this? We, I mean, we started this eight, nine years ago. It was the end of 2014 that we first started working on S1 Push. And it came out of the, the simple problem of should we stay an hour or two longer at the office or should we go home at a normal time? Basically, it was that. And we built a, a very tiny little application that would send us a push notification using an app called Push Bullet. And it would let us know what the schedules for loading were for the day and when they changed, it would let us know. And 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 it helped us plan our, our days in the office and over our December holidays is really helpful. And then in January, we came back and we were like, wow, this is actually quite helpful for us. It, it might be useful for a lot of other people. And that's that's when we built the app. There was a, a strong saying, I guess, back then, is like, is there an app for that? And and there wasn't. There wasn't an app for load shedding. And we're like, hey, we, we've got a little bit of experience building apps. And there was a, you know some shiny new things called like PhoneGap and Cordova, some new technologies, like Ionic as well. And we're like, let's build an app. And yeah, a couple of weekends later, we launched an app in, in 2015. What does the process look like to actually start building out the app itself? First of all, have a problem. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not solving a problem, then you're just doing it for learning. And once you've got a problem and you're pretty passionate about it, the, the building of something is, is you know, fairly straightforward if you understand the problem quite well. So, so the first step is understand your problem and, and potentially your community that you're building for as well. If you don't understand those two things, you build is, is not going to be good or it's not going to be accepted. So, so that would be a good place to start. And, and if I remove all the technical stuff from building an actual app, if I had to say this, and it, it maybe sounds arrogant, but the, the actual initial building of the app was the easy step. The, the maintenance and the operations and the ongoing and, and keeping up and the, the incremental changes and all the adjustments we've had over the last years that's been the, the 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 tough part of actually picking off an app. Um, I think a lot of people build something and then they're like, "Oh, it's done," and then and then mm. you know maybe pay someone else to build it for them and say, "Oh, it's done," and and that's just the beginning. A week later, you're gonna you need to yeah. make changes. You need to learn from your community and come back and 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 maybe start again. You know, start afresh. Go like, "Oh, that solution is not good," um, and rebuild yeah. it again. So. The, the, the easy part is building it in the first place. Uh, the hard part is uh, adapting it and changing it and iterating on it to make it even better. And what does that, that first, those few sort of tests that you start doing with other people? Because, you know, you've tested this out for yourself and you think, oh man, this is so cool. And I think everyone thinks they, their solution and the thing they're building might be amazing. But like, what's the first steps that you guys take to start, you know, testing it with other people and seeing whether or not there's actually value beyond your own self-interest. Yeah. But 
I'm trying to think of the word, but if I think of, of Hamon and, and myself in terms of our, our company values, one would be that we're, we're permanently in, in beta, which means that we're, we're, we're never quite done. And, and we're always, you know, launching, launching something and experimenting with something. So to kind of bring it back to your point is, is we're, we're never very, very attached to our solution. It might be a complete failure. <laughs> and, and that's okay. It's perfectly acceptable to launch something and fail and fail catastrophically even. But mm-hmm. if you build it in such a way that you build it quickly and build it in a, in a certain modular way, you can launch, oh, it didn't work and you can and, and remove it or, or adjust it and change it and go ahead. So I think even higher than that is, is don't be too attached uh, to your, mm-hmm. your solution or your business or your idea right in the beginning. Cause you might find that you launch something now and then you test it with a couple of users or you test it with potential customers or users or your family or friends and you get that feedback back and you go, wow, that wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting <laughs> them all to love it. But actually they came back and they said, hmm, it doesn't actually work for me because I need to use it in this certain way. Take that feedback because that yeah. feedback is super important and, 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 and merge it and don't be like, Oh, but I've got the better solution. And why don't you like my solution? Take the feedback from those those first early adopters and and adjust to them because now you're solving for your actual community, your people that are going to be mm. building. Sorry, people that are going to be using the app. Yeah. So, I'm, how did you find your early adopters? I suppose we we've always had a an interesting growth trajectory because you know we've been solving a specific problem within South Africa. And, and a highly topical one, I suppose we have lots of users using the app when there is load shedding and when there isn't load shedding, we don't actually have many users there, you know, because the, the problem has mm. gone away. And that's, that's maybe a topic we should get into a bit later because that's where we're trying to flatten our curve, I guess. But um, cool. in the beginning, it was, it, it was just social media, word of mouth. And we, I think we spent... I think in 2015, we spent maybe a thousand rand on, on Twitter adverts and Facebook mm. adverts, but they never really worked and they never really got as many users. We, we never spent any money on marketing back in the beginning. And we, we don't now either, but we, we, we were fortunate in that we just had a, a bit of a snowball growth and that's, and word of mouth and people saying, Hey, this is good. It solves a problem. You must use it. You know, told their friends, told their, their workplace, told their parents. When did you guys know that it was working, right? That people really, really cared about this product and were going to share it? Because if you're spending zero on marketing, it means that people are talking, people are sharing, people are referring. People are making sure that other people that have the same problem are seeing this thing and are able to start to plan their lives better. When did you guys know that, yeah, this is really, really working? I think, you know, early 2015 is maybe February or March and just seeing things like 5,000 users are concurrently using the application in Google Analytics. And we're like, wow, mm. <laughs> this is huge, you know, 5,000. And then we'd send out a push notification and then the whole server backend infrastructure would just explode because it couldn't handle the traffic. Mm. I think it was back then that we realized, oh, okay, there's there's a real problem here and... And, and people need need this information so that they can plan their lives. If I, to answer the question, I guess, analytics and having some sort of tracking, 
like don't don't rely on just feeling <laughs> but actually have some sort of tracking some sort of metrics and i'm not saying creepy level metrics like location and names or anything or email addresses or anything like that but just simple metrics how many <clears throat> if you think of a tech solution um sorry how many users do you currently have on the site mm. what are they clicking on what are they are they coming back are they leaving some simple things and you can make some really powerful decisions based on that you don't need to know who they are or, or where they live you just need to know that they're they're there and they're, they're doing some things in there how do you guys go about navigating that growth over the past eight years? But also, you know, you mentioned at the start that you guys were doing this as a side project, after mm -hmm. work, whatever it yep. is. Um, what have you guys, you know, moved to now? Are you guys fully, you know, on this only? Or are you still working those jobs? 2014, we created the app. Very simple. We, I think we ended in 2015 with 250,000 users in, in total. It's close to 250,000 or 300,000 users. And that was huge back in 2015. We we won an award at MTN App of the Year Awards as well, which was also quite a prestigious That's award amazing. back in 2015. And, and we won two categories, one being Breakthrough App Developer. And the other one, which we were actually really proud about, was the People's Choice Award, which was like a voted, voted for award mm. by consumers and not necessarily by the judges. Funnily enough, as that award ceremony ended, as did load shedding. So load shedding went away that same week. And 2016, there was no load shedding. 2017, there was no load shedding. And then 2018, we, both Hammond and myself, got a surprise in that suddenly this notification got sent out and we saw a tweet saying load shedding had started. And we're like, oh my gosh, our, our code mm. is broken there's something wrong in the server because I just kept it running for fun and I quickly went and checked and I was like, Oh no, actually we have gone into load shedding. It's legit. And, and it was, it was genuine surprise to us. And it was just like a flicker load shedding ended up going away. And I thought, well, I haven't touched app developments in a while. Both Hammond and I had moved on from the company that we were working on initially where we were doing more banking security mobile application. We've gone into e-commerce, him into classifieds and me into online e-commerce. And, and we decided then, Hey, just for, for fun, let's rebuild the app in 2018 and, and rebuilt it in something called Flutter, which was just a fun and, and kind of sexy technology at the time. And it was, it was pretty simple. I recreated the app in about 40 hours worth of work to match what we had in 2015 and That's I launched insane. it. And, and surprise, surprise, we had literally no users. I think we, we released the app on Play Store and, and App Store and I think we got 40 users because there was no logic and no one was thinking. And then kind of put it to bed, forgot about it again and end of the year in December, bam, like load shedding is back. I think we ended the year with close to a million users and and in 2019, 2020, 2021, now we're close to seven, seven and a half million users in, in total, like unique devices that we see. And on any given day, as example, yesterday, we were close to 3.5 million users, daily active unique users in the day, which is just wild. It, it's, it's numbers that completely blow our mind every time we see them. And if, if I go and have a look at stats now, in any given hour, we've seen about 700,000, 700, 700, 
concurrently using the application, which is, it's, it's mind-boggling. We've had some big issues in our timeline. In, in, when we first started, we had no, um, we had no money <laughs> and we were doing this completely for, for free and without any monetization within the app. So we had no advertising. And, and we completely self-bootstrapped it. Both Hammond and I just used our own money to, to, to pay for servers and pay for, for tools and, and applications. And then in, in 2019, we decided, let's put a little advert in the app and, and see how it goes. And that's where, I guess, things changed. And we said, okay, cool. Well, now we actually have some money to pay for our hosting costs. And we we moved to... Google Cloud, we started using Kubernetes, we started looking at new technologies, mm. started playing with other things, because now suddenly we had a little bit of budget for us to start playing with some additional tools, and also allowed us to, to iterate and work on the app as well. Last year, 2022, Hammond quit his job, and he took a huge gamble, and he said he's going to work on SMS Push for six months. And, and yeah. January happened, and we had no load in it. <laughs> and we're like, well, this is a, this is going to be a big mistake, and a, and and uh, sorry, Hammond, you know, you you've lost out on on your your salary. But he he took a big gamble, and and he worked on Eskom's push for for the first half of the year. With the, I said, Hammond, if you can unlock some additional revenue streams and and make the app, uh, you know, bigger and better than what it is now, I'll come and join you later in the year. And in May, I quit my job last year, and I, I joined full-time Eskom's Push from, from August. So I've been doing it full-time since August, um, and since January last year. And a week ago, our first staff member has joined us as well. So there's there's three of us now, now running, um, and it's, it's pretty cool to know that we're, we're actually sustaining three people's lives, you know, keeping their, their families up and running through this. And at the same time, you know, that's, that's not, not uh, the biggest win of the app. The biggest win of the app is that we have these users that are actually being able to plan around what is a, a bit of a crappy situation, which is load shedding. Yeah. Has there been yeah. stories from people reaching out to say, look, you guys actually built something that has massive impact and can help a lot of people really, really start to plan, not just as people, but also business owners and people... Yeah that really need electricity to generate, you know, their livelihoods. Has there been stories and do you have a favorite? <laughs> there, 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 there are many. When, I suppose, let me, let me, let me segue a little bit and then I'll, I'll get back to that. So, okay. Because one of the stories I want to tell is about another, another, another thing. So, Back in 2015 and even 2018, 2019, lots of people used to email us and say, "Hey, like our power's off. Do you know why?" And and we'd get thousands of emails every day. And not only would they say, "Sure, our power's off. Do you know why?" They would say, "Load shedding has ended. Our power's not back." And then they would email back saying, "Our power's back. Sorry." And then they'd you know maybe the next day they would say. Like, are you sure the schedule's correct? Or they would say, oh, there's maintenance happening today. Can you just let everyone know in our area? So it's like, why is our water off? Like, you guys know electricity, but do you know why our water is off, maybe? And obviously, these thousands of emails that we'd get every day, we, we couldn't possibly read them. It's just Hammond and I, you know, working 
on this in our in our spare time. So we created chat in the app, so that which is a nearby chat, so it uses your location. You can chat to people that are near you, because if if I if if I want to find out why my power is off, the best thing I could probably do is go and ask my neighbors. Right? You say, do mm. you guys know why the power is off? And and one of them might know. One of them might say yes. I I drove up the street and I saw some 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 peeps in a escom truck and they'd you know dug up the corner and maybe they're doing some maintenance and you're like oh okay great so we figured instead of people emailing us maybe they can chat to each other so we created nearby chat and and that's kicked off a a bunch of very very interesting stories um, so not only are people using it to talk about electricity they're using it to talk about other topics as well so they they're asking about general life stuff. Asking about water, electricity, missing pets. We've added some categories now for solar as well. Some gamers are using it as well because they, you know, if you've got a very expensive and high-powered gaming rig, knowing when your load shedding is going to happen is very important because you don't want it to damage mm. your, your computer and your your tech equipment. But one of the stories that's, that 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 I don't know, just sort of comes to mind is is someone lost their parrot. <laughs> And it, it's just it started off as a as a message on Asma Street saying, "Has anyone like, has anyone heard or seen my parrot?" And it it went on for for a couple of hours, a couple of days even, and this conversation kept on happening. And and across town, you know, like ten kilometers away, someone said, "I found your parrot. It's over here." I've, I've been hearing this bird, and I've been you know been hearing it all the time and like sent a picture on the chat and then there it was and this person found their parrot again um we we also hear some some very very funny stories so one of the things that comes to mind as well as some people are maybe confused as how power works and i'm trying to think of the story and how it went but one of the comments was hi <laughs> Hi guys, do you, do you know why my power, like I'm, why I'm having issues with my power, landed on the electricity pole earlier today, and ever since then the power has been about half on. We're like half. <laughs> like how can your power be half on or half off? It's either on or it's off. Like, there must be something else that's going wrong. Anyway, we get in touch with them, and they're like, no, it had nothing to do with the Hardy Dar. One of their switches <laughs> tripped on their DB board, and then, like their plugs were off, but their lights were on. Um, <laughs> we That's some funny I think, I mean, you guys have now gone from like solving a very, you know, important problem to also now building communities and helping people connect to each other in very interesting ways. How do you think mm-hmm. of, you know, how that chat function will evolve, but also what do you hope to build on that for the app? And what it means in the future, because I do think like it's interesting. It, I don't know if it was always ESP on the name of the actual app, because before I I think it said Escom Push, and for me it's like oh that feels like more of a change of strategy rather than just like a change in name. Where you guys are going, this can be about more than just this one thing. This can now you know connect people, can help people coordinate. And stories I've heard around say sometimes and it can get more serious where you know this can be impacting people in like really positive ways how do you think it will evolve and what do you guys hope to build on that yeah no no it does and and you've 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 definitely landed on a point there with with 
with the name Eskom Supush, we've we've built a, a very strong trusted brand. Within South Africa, the the the, the name Eskom Supush is is you know it, it, every every second person knows the brand knows the app. But if if we think about where we want to go in future, we we do know that the plan is for load shedding to go away. <laughs> we we know that it's not something that's going to be around forever. And as any other South African, we're we're not we, we're not happy that there is load shedding. You know, we we we're not we're not going. Oh, we wish there was load shedding today. We wanted to go away as much as any other South African. So we know that's great. So, well, we've got a company that's that's currently based on load shedding, but that's not sustainable. It's going to go away, whether it happens in six months or eighteen months. We're we're not one hundred percent sure, but we do know it's going to go away. So we need to work on what we know and use some of our skills and our knowledge and our experience to to build on mm-hmm. something new so that we can actually make a sustainable company going forward and where we may be putting in energy is into asthma street we we think that there's a lot of value there we we also think that there's a lot of value there potentially that's not just south african and that's potentially global as well we have seen mm-hmm. Not only it's just a handful of you know funny stories, but we've seen a bunch of people help each other, and and whether it's a municipal issue or or just a you know a, a random issue, or you know giving away something for free, wondering why the bins haven't been collected, what is that smell? What is that noise? Did you hear the bang? You know all of these topics are are, are very relevant, and we see conversations happening all the time. So we're thinking. Let's let's take our understanding and some of this this you know this experience of, of these users that have been solving problems. Use the use the platform that we have, which is Eskom's Push, to 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 be able to test and experiment, and actually launch Osmo Street, um, but without spending or even hundreds of thousands on marketing, which we don't have. So. You know, use the the ability of load shedding. Understand that there are users, but gently kind of pull them into Osmo Street every now and then, and say, "Hi, like give this a go. Maybe think of this when you have a problem, or think of this when you've got a question that you want mm-hmm. to ask." And and it's you know, think of it in, instead of you know using, I don't know, some other platform that's maybe exclusionary. The one thing that sort of is 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 very different from Osmo Street to other platforms is that. There are community features within, say, Facebook, even Telegram, WhatsApp, but they are WhatsApp, very yeah. exclusionary in that, you know, I'm sure if, if you walk out of, you know, your building or your house, wherever you are now, and go and ask your neighbors, there is a WhatsApp group, and there may be multiple as well. You might only be in one, but there might be two or three, and and therefore it's exclusionary because mm. you're unsure that they even exist. If you're a new neighbor, you don't know they exist. And if you think of Facebook, there's communities, some, some pages are public, some, some are private, and some of the discussions are, are good and some of them are really bad. And, and we want to create a platform that's public, have conversations in public spaces and be able to contribute and, 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 and see the, the conversations happening in hyper-local communities as well. So as an example, if I open Osmo Street now, I see conversations in Seapoint and Cape Town City Center. But if, if you open it, you see conversations. I think, I think you're in Joburg at the moment. 
Yeah. And, and it'll be a very different experience to you as it is for me. Yeah, so that's, that's where amazing. we're going. Some, some other things that we're looking at focusing is like, can we connect, um, you know, can we determine, I'm not going to use it, can we connect, you know, smart <laughs> people in, in smart topics to people who, who have questions? So, yeah, well, and, and, and we can do that in a very generic way. So our, our, our tagline is information is power. It's a great pun on S not to push. It really, yeah. if, you think of it, if you think of it in terms of ask my street, it's someone out there knows what the answer is to your question. It's just about finding the right person to ask. And, you know, why is there power outage now? Maybe it's maintenance. Why is there power outage yeah. now? Maybe someone dug up the road. Someone has seen. How can we connect you to that person who knows? So that they can answer your question, and and that's what we see with Ask My Street. It's hyper local, question and answer platform, really. And then you know other discussions are, are born under that as well. So then we can take that further. We can say maybe you're a expert in in doing podcasts. You know whether it's your 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 hobby or your your job or you know uh, or anything. Maybe people who are starting to get into podcasts want to ask some questions. How can we connect you with them, if mm. you're willing, obviously, and say, hey, you're an expert. We can tag you as an expert, potentially, and, and then, you know, you're, you've got a higher weighted opinion, you know, potentially in that topic. So there's, there's something there, something. Definitely. You know, you told me about the company you guys have built now, which is Wow, 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 by the way, amazing name. Yeah. Thanks. Are you guys only focused on building ESP right now and Ask My Street? What's, what does the future of the company look like? And are you guys going about trying to find other problems that you can really solve? Hmm. So at the moment, we're, we're actually very focused on load shedding. In, our, in the next month or two, we're going to be looking more into Osmo Street potentially. Mm. And then one of the main reasons why we brought on our, our, our third staff member is so that she can help us focus our opportunities. Because we we are at an interesting crossroads now, where um, load shedding is is our product, and and short keeps us busy. But can we take some of our energy and our understanding and our experience, and and put it into something else, and and build that? And there's a mm. couple of these different opportunities that are available to us now. We're just we're we're kind of doing those strategy sessions where we're like, what do we work on? And it's a, it's like a, it's a tough place to be. It's a cool place to be, but it, it means that we're having lots of discussions and we're, we're modeling lots of different eventualities. Okay, great. And we're also a very small company. It's just Hammond, myself and, and, and Catherine, who's our, our new sponsor. So if we take even just one of us and, and, you know, focus our energy into something else, it's a lot of percentages. <laughs> to, to re refocus that energy. So we want to make sure that we focus our energy onto, onto the right, it's the right thing. Opportunity, Osmo streets. Yeah. South African opportunity there. We can definitely get better. Potentially we could also bring in things like classifieds, which is a whole nother ball game. We don't know if we want that. We'd need to work that out. Then there's, there's potential opportunities of like moving out, like into things like a marketplace or getting, mm good structured conversations going with solar because everyone's talking about solar at the moment and 
Yeah. Yeah. And then there's load shedding, which we, we're slowly releasing features on all the time. Yeah. It's amazing what you guys have built. What is one thing you wish you knew when you started this journey? The one thing that I wish I knew. Yeah. Don't, don't be scared to ask for things is, is probably an interesting one. Um, and sometimes you'd be surprised at, at some of the answers. I think we, we've, we've had to learn a lot, you know, considering both Herman and I are, have quit our, our daytime jobs, you know, we were in, in corporates as well, fairly large companies, you know, a thousand plus people. And now we're business owners in a, in a, in a tiny little company. It means you have to do all of your accounting and your tax and, and, and salaries and, 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 and all the other things and do the actual work of the company. But, but we have definitely grown up a little bit and that's, you know, when we, we talk to people that we, we're very, we can be quite upfront in the beginning and say, what is this meeting about? Is there an agenda set? We'd like to know what the discussion is about, you know, cause we can talk for days about good ideas, but actually our, our time is incredibly limited. So, so we, we've quite, we can be quite direct in the, in the beginning of any conversation with any company. We can say, hi, yes, th thanks. Thanks for your time. But we'd just like to know, like, what's the point of this meeting? And, you know, mm. if, if we, there is no point, like, we'd maybe just slip out and then you can let us know later. I guess, you know, it's a bit of a funny one, but your, your time is very, is very valuable, especially when you're a very small company. And then one thing, I guess, would probably maybe it changed our trajectory is if we added ads into the app in like 2015. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I think back in 2015, advertising wasn't a, wasn't as an interesting thing as it is now. It probably would have meant that in 2015, we would have just bootstrapped our understanding of advertising and maybe would have had just a, a couple of more rands to pay for our server costs because a lot of our decisions that we made in 2015 were were obviously limited to this running out of our own pockets and we we did things on the on the cheap it's a good or bad thing yeah Res resilience and and adapt to things don't be committed to something if if, if there's a good reason to change then just change um, don't don't be resistant to change probably probably our biggest thing so our, our biggest constant has been changed thank you so much awesome thank you so much for your time to access previous episodes of this podcast but also again access to other shows on our network please visit lucha.com